Welcome to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where I share inspiring stories of ordinary people who walk out God's Word and discover radical results along the way. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to Walk It Out, and this is episode 50, and I am so excited that you're here. Now, today's guest is Stacy Thacker, and I'll be inter- uh, interviewing her and introducing her in just a minute, but let me just tell you a little bit about Stacy. Now, I always say I love having you listen in because I love introducing my friends to you, and every time I'm around Stacy, I just feel like I'm her only friend, and we're the only ones, and when she looks into my eyes, I just feel like she is truly listening, and that is such an amazing thing, and what I've seen about Stacy is she does that with all her friends. She takes time to connect. She takes time to listen, but she also takes time to sit before God and really stare into, I guess you could say stare into his heart, stare into his words, and bring the word of God to life for listeners. Now, we're going to be sharing a lot. We're going to be sharing about Stacy's heart for just helping get people into the Word of God, which I love. We're also going to be sharing about some of the hard things she's faced lately. And I know that you will be encouraged as you meet this new friend, Stacy, and hear how God has tr- transformed her life and how she wants to help you have work with God and have him transform yours. Well, one of my favorite things in Walk It Out is just sitting down and talking with a friend, catching up, and then all y'all out there can listen to it. So one of my sweet friends, Stacy Thacker, is here with me today. And uh, just welcome, Stacy. Hey, Trisha. How are you doing? It's so fun just connecting with you. I'm doing good. I think we're both like taking a deep breath because kids are in the other room. <laughs> We're like pulling away for a moment to just breathe and just talk with yeah, a friend. We might be hiding. It's fine. <laughs> we are hiding. It's yes. the truth. People are knowing this now. Well, for people who aren't, uh, if they're not aware of who you are, or maybe they have read or seen some of your books, but don't know about you, we just share a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Well, my name is Stacy Thacker and my husband, Mike, and I've been married. It's getting up into the point where I have to stop and really think about how many years. It's 24 years. I believe next year is our big 25th. So we've been married for 24 years. I mean, just even saying that feels like ancientness. Because we like feel like we're 24. So how can... uh, Totally. Like it just seems like, uh, you know, like, do you remember like when your parents were our age and you thought, oh my goodness, they're so old. Like I am in complete denial that I'm as old as I am. But anyway, I digress. But we've been blessedly married for 24 years. Um, we have four girls. Um, our oldest is 19 and she is, she graduated last year. We are taking a gap year. I said, we noticed that we're taking a gap year and she's working and enjoying a little downtime just to think and dream and plan for her future. Um, and that's going really well. Um, our our second daughter is um, 15. She'll be 16 um, next month, which is crazy. Um, my little Christmas baby. 
Um, and then I have a 12-year-old and then a nine-year-old, all girls, all one of a kind over here, except for dad and the dog. So <laughs> we live in sunny Orlando, Florida, so real close to Mickey and all his friends. Um, and we love living here. It's a it's a great place to live. We love our church. We're very active in our local church, um, and we are a homeschooling family as well. So we spend a lot of time together. And um, that's been our lifestyle since we started school. So that's been, goodness, I don't know how many years. I guess that's been like 13 or 14 years ago. Oh, my word. Again, aging me. Um, but I started <laughs> I started writing about um, when my youngest, right before she was born, I started writing. I started blogging and writing and met the wonderful Trisha Goyer, was one of the first people I met. And um, I remember, Trisha, I'll just give a little bit of our history. I remember sitting in a... Um, talk that you did at, I, th- I think it was still called Relevant, the blogging yeah, conference. I think it was Relevant back then, yeah. I always call it Relaloom now because they change it to Loom and just, you know, easier to say Relaloom. But anyway, I remember sitting in a, a talk that you did about um, how you can be a writer and a mom. And I was like on the front row and I was like, this is amazing. This is all the things that I want to know. And um, just eating up everything that you shared and all your wisdom and um, so I've been writing and blogging since uh, my baby was born, so 2009-ish, 2009. Um, and so my blog and my writing's kind of grown up with her. She's never known anything different. Her mom's always been writing. The others know the pre-writing mama. Um, and I started blogging, and just through that, God opened some doors. Um, since then, I've written six books which is crazy to me. Um, and I really have a passion for teaching God's word and, um, and sharing with women how they can know God through his word. And I hope that my books point women to open up um, the word of God. And so that's a little bit about me, I guess, kind of in a nutshell. Yeah, um, I love it. I love it. And I remember another part of Loom. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a different year, though. I think mm-hmm. how many years later was that when you and I were sitting there with my agent, Janet Grant and uh-huh. Wendy, and you were talking, we were talking about books and I was just like introducing my friends and you said something about, I just feel like I'm fresh out of amazing. Uh-huh. And I remember like Wendy pausing and like, oh my goodness, that's what you need to write about. And I like it's those it. moments. It's just so fun yeah. that like God just connects us, you know, and that I could be there and remember that moment. Well, you know what, Trisha, so much of what I would love people to know about you, other than your heart for Jesus and your love, your your love for your family, is that you are a, a woman who brings other women in and you have always welcomed me into any writing circle, any place that you are, you've you've drugged me. <laughs> You've pulled me in and you were so, so huge for me to introduce me to Janet, who's now my agent, and get to know that um, that uh, agency. And God has just used you in such extraordinary ways to help me become what I think God init- intended for me to be. But it never would have happened had you not opened the door and said, hey, let me help you out. And so I just love that about you. I love that you bring women in. That's what I'm trying to say. But it's Friday and my words aren't coming out very well. <laughs> You bring women in and I think, oh, Lord, I want to be that kind of person for other women who want to write or, or speak or do whatever they do online. I really want to be someone who brings other women into that space and says, you can do it because that's what you've always said to me. So you say, you can do this. I know you can do this. I believe in you and I believe in the gifts God has given you. And so I just want to say thank you for doing that for me. Yeah, of course. You know, and I think, too. I think, you know, so many times, I mean, we are, you know, published, both publishing books and people can think, okay, this, this is competition or what, with any, with, you know, with any Christian writers, but uh-huh. really 
there's space at the table for everybody and you have audiences that only you can reach and I have audiences that only I can reach and some of our audiences will cross over, but you know, I mean, God has put these messages in their heart and you know, I love encouraging and inspiring people and just letting them know that like God has big plans for them. And so I just love what God has been doing with you and in your life and with your kids and with your family. And I know, I mean, when it comes to writing the books, so much of what we write comes out of what we live. And Mm -hmm. sometimes our lives don't go the way that we think or the way that we plan. We have unexpected challenges. Would you share like some of those challenges Mm -hmm. that you've had? recently and then how that's turned into kind of the messages that you're sharing. Mm, you know, it's funny. I remember um, I remember several years ago having a, a discussion with um, a mutual friend of ours named Holly Girth. Holly's a writer and also a woman who brings other women in. And um, I remember her saying to me, what do you want to do? And I said, oh, I don't know, maybe write a book. <laughs> and I remember that just being a really pivotal point going, wow, I said that out loud, you know? And then from that point, as I started to write and just the life that God journeyed has journeyed me through since those days had been, I mean, as my writing has increased, our lives have been also just really hard. And so I think, yeah. Lord, are those connected <laughs> in any way? Are you just giving me material? Because I got enough material right now. <laughs> I don't know if I need any more material. But just um, kind of from that point, I guess probably about probably kind of the beginning of some of our more harder stories is that um, I lost my dad in 2014, actually right after we signed um, I co-wrote a book with Brooke McLaughlin called Hope for the Weary Mom, which you mm. wrote the foreword of, which we loved. Um, <laughs> love that part. But anyway, um, we, we co-wrote that. And right after we turned that in and um, we were at a conference together and then I came home and my dad passed away suddenly um, after a long battle with cancer, but his death was rather sudden. And so 2014 is kind of where I go back to when I, when I think about our journey of just kind of walking through, continually walking through some wilderness experiences. So went through that first year with my dad and um, just kind of losing my anchor and um, that covering that you feel, um, you know, what my dad provided for me as a little girl and then growing up, he was such an encouragement to me. And um, so walk and walking that with my mom as a widow, I mean, that was just hard, just a really hard year. Um, Just really grieving over it, really my first big loss of a person that I truly loved. Um, and that coming on the heels of signing my first contract, like my dad knew that I signed that contract for Hopefully Larry Mom, but you know, he didn't really get to see the rest of it this side of yeah. heaven. And so, um, so really walked through that that first year. And then about the almost exactly a year to the day of my dad's passing, uh, one of my girls became very ill and we began to battle really have battled since then, but really two years of hard, hard um, health issues with our daughter um, and a chronic illness that was, it's just relentless. I mean, we, we still deal with it daily. She's in a a pretty good place right now and probably is the healthiest she's been since she was diagnosed in 2015. But it was almost like, I remember actually, I was at church and I was singing and I remember thinking, oh, I just got through this year with my dad. Like, ah, I've kind of crossed this imaginary finish line and thinking I was going to have this break. But what God was actually doing was preparing me for this next wilderness with my, my daughter's illness. And it was some, some really hard days with her. It's hard when your babies are sick. It's hard when Mm -hmm. you can't fix it and they're scared and you have to ask doctors to do things that are going to hurt them. I mean, it's just hard. It was just, it was just so hard of me releasing her 
releasing control and surrendering her to the Lord continually and how that affects the siblings as well. When one is so sick and you have to be so consumed with meeting their needs and everybody else kind of gets shuffled behind that because of you have to do it. And so, so the next two years were that kind of journey. And as that kind of um, was still in a really tough place, we were trying new medicines um, in February, 2017, my husband suffered a completely out of the blue, sudden cardiac arrest. Um, he stopped breathing for about 20 minutes. Um, praise God. He had really good CPR and a great, um, ENT, um, team, um, was rushed to the hospital and we began a journey with his, um, really near death experience, um, that, um, for 30 days he was in the hospital. He was in a coma for eight of those in the ICU for 11 and then rehab and three surgeries. I mean, it just, it was a very layered event for us. And so really where we've been since then, since that kind of spring when he came home of 2017 is journeying through healing from one of the hardest things you can come back from. And so um, it's been a long, hard season, or I like to say chapters. (laughs) As a writer, I like to say chapters, but it's just been a lot of really hard things. And um, each time I thought, I can't get through this, but very graciously, um, God has shown up in every one of those moments and actually used each one to really to prepare me for the next, um, in that he's brought not only his, his, his sweet and tender presence, but, um, others to walk with us, um, like a group of, um, internet women, internet friends like you and so many that really prayed for us in some critical, critical moments and continue to pray for us and encourage us. And, uh, my local friends, my church family was unbelievable. I mean, we were never alone in that, but, um, it's been a really, really interesting journey. And, um, that has unraveled, um, many, many layers since then. Um, it, it'll be, it'll be two years this next February that he had his cardiac arrest, which is hard to believe. Um, so those are just kind of the, the low or high points, however you want to say that of kind of our hard journey. So, um, it's been a few things to, to write through and have to, to see where the Lord would put those on the page or on my blog or in interviews and that sort of thing. So. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we're going through this, I mean, you're having to deal with life. And I think it's so hard. Like, okay, another thing, like we just got mm-hmm. done or we just found like almost healing from the passing. And, you know, I have a daughter we've talked about before that also mm-hmm. has chronic illness and mm-hmm. it's okay. It's like, okay, we're, this is hard enough. Just like this one thing this is, is hard it. enough. Mm-hmm. This is my thing. Yeah. <laughs> this has got to be my thing. Like there can't be another thing. Right. Um, right. I, I, I think, um, I think the Lord just, he just knows what it takes to keep me right at his feet. And so that's where we've been (laughs) really since, I mean, 2014, really. So, um, and you talked about, you you had just signed a contract and you're getting ready, you know, to write, which we know um, other books have come after that. So how do you think going through the challenges has changed you know, your writing process and what ends up on the page? Mm-hmm. Well, it's really interesting because when, when Hope for the Weary Mom really started on a, as a blog post, we started writing back and forth this series, Brooke and I did. Um, and I think that was really my first journey into authenticity um, in a writing space where I just kind of admitted that, hey, I don't have it all together and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a weary mom and life and being a mom is hard because it's hard every day. Um, wonderfully, wonderfully a blessing, but also just hard. And so, um, I think from there, I think, um, with each successive hard thing, I just realized that 
you know, when we share our highs and our achievements and all the wonderful things, people can be inspired, but where they really connect with us is where we, where we struggle and where we have pain, because that's really what other people can connect with. And so um, that point of connection has been truly a gift. Um, I, I, I've just found that writing through those stories not only brings me healing and closer to the Lord, because it's how I process things. I know you understand this. Um, as right. I write and I'm working through my own heart and I'm, I'm having this conversation with the Lord and I'm finding that as I'm sharing that in a public space, I get a lot of emails from women who say, have you been reading my journal? <laughs> and I'll say, well, no, but you know, we're all thinking the same thing. We just don't always say it out loud, you know? And so um, I think the Lord has just allowed me um, to trust him and be open. I mean, of course, I mean, you know, we don't always share every little tiny detail. There are some things that we savor and keep um, in our own heart because the Lord doesn't prompt us to share that. But, but pretty much I've shared pretty much everything, you know, there's a few mm-hmm. things I hold back. Um, and, and especially like in reference to like my daughter or my husband, there are things that I, I don't share out of, um, uh, you know, just to safeguard them if they wouldn't want me to share things. But, right. you know, I always tell people when you're related to a writer, it's probably going to show up somewhere at some point. <laughs> you know? If you have a conversation with me, it might be in the book someday, you know? Um, but, you know, I just think for me, it's been, um, it's been a sweet space to share my heart. And if other women can see part of their story there, um, but also be encouraged that, you know what, you, you can get through this. Like God is with you. He's walking with you. He will not abandon you. I think sometimes we just need someone else to say, Hey, you can get through this because not because you're amazing, but because God is not going to leave you and you can fully lean into him and it can look really dark on a very bad, bad day, but you are never alone. Um, and I think when someone else is willing to say that, it gives other people hope. I think that's why we're here and sharing our stories because that's what God wants us to do. Right. And if you had an easy, perfect life, people wouldn't relate to you because they think you don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. look, at you have everything together. <laughs> Everything's going yeah. great for you. You don't understand this pain, this heartache, this fear mm-hmm. that comes, the worries that come. I mean, all the things that are just with being human. And I remember even when I first started writing, I like didn't want to dig into my past. I'm like, let's just forget mm-hmm. all those things. <laughs> I don't want to talk about being a teen mom or having mm-hmm. an abortion or all the stuff. And it was really when I'm able to let God like dig into those places that mm-hmm. not only like, not that everything I write about is about those things, but I think it just makes our hearts more raw mm-hmm. and makes us open to the spirit in us to, to just share deep things instead of just like trying to put on this mask and be happy and hope someone can be inspired. Well, and it's, it's interesting if you think biblically, if you think about any of our favorite, you know, biblical characters or people that we study about in scripture and every one of them had a hard story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of one person, I mean, even if you would say, okay, the apostle John, you know, he didn't, he didn't live a hard life there. You know, he got to, you know, experience, he didn't have to be martyred per se, but he was exiled, you know? I mean, so, I mean, can you imagine living on an island by yourself? I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> awful. But so, I mean, if you just look biblically, like the people that God used, they all walk through really hard things. Um, but we read their stories and we're so encouraged. Yeah. Um, I, I was in um, 
I think it's second Corinthians where it talks about, you know, Paul says, you know, we're not, we're not crushed and we're, we're, it's hard, but life isn't, you know, we're not destroyed. We're not crushed. We're not, you know, we're not devastated. We're not forgotten. We're not forsaken. Like you feel really, it feels really bad in the process, but we have this encouragement. If Paul can say that, surely we can too. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how, you know, even as you're talking, you're going back to scripture and that's so much of what your books are. I know you have the Girlfriend's Guide to the Bibles where you're just like, look at this. This is what God's telling us, which is the same as like we're talking to you now. Um, You know, when you have those Bible studies, can you explain a little bit about why you wanted to write those guides for women? Well, I, you know, you mentioned Fresh Out of Amazing, which um, really kind of started this. Um, Fresh Out of Amazing is what I call it my come out of hiding story, where I just kind of, I just let it out that that fear that I have to be amazing and I'm never going to get there. Mm. Like this fear that everyone's going to figure it out, right? And so um, when I started writing that, the the first part of Fresh Out of Amazing is uh, the different ways we find ourselves fresh out of amazing. Like if we're busy or our dreams have died or or grief, obviously that's something I write about um, through a lot of the loss and hard things we've gone through. But the second part of it takes you through the book of Habakkuk. And I I know that sounds crazy to pick Habakkuk, but that was totally the Lord led me there. And I wrote through the book of Habakkuk and I got done writing that book. And I I noticed that when I wrote my my fingers just flew when I wrote through scripture. Like I love, I've, I just have a passion to write through scripture, to retell it kind of in a, what I call a girlfriend language um, that feels very friendly, mm-hmm. um, that is really warm. It's how I talk. I mean, I, I remember in that meeting with our agents, I remember telling them that I was not too literary, but you know, I, I could have a good conversation with them. You know, I, I don't feel like my words are ever going to put people like going to have to pull out the dictionary to read something for my book. Cause it's just not how I talk. Right. It's not how I write. So, um, so when I got done with Fresh Enough Amazing, I had a, I really wanted to write a Bible study. That was my my plan. Um, but I was encouraged instead of to go like a typical Bible study to write books based on books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so my favorite book of the Bible is Hebrews. I love, love, love Hebrews. There's so much Old Testament. It's all about Jesus. There's faith. There's hope. There's great high priest. There's the temple. I mean, there's everything. And so I chose that and started at the beginning of Hebrews and wrote my way through it. And that was book one in the Girlfriend's Guide to the Bible. So the idea with these books are that you could pick it up and read it like you would any trade book. You could just pick it up and read it as a book club kind of, kind of book. But my my passion is that women would get together and they would study Hebrews. They would read through Hebrews and, and study the word. And then they would read um, the first book, which is called Is Jesus Worth It? And they would read it kind of as a commentary. So when they come together, they're going to talk about what they're studying in the scriptures. But then is Jesus worth it? Kind of gives, kind of brings it into current day. Like how, how do we talk about fear? How do we talk about the gospel or why do we need endurance in our lives? And, and what idols am I struggling with? Like, so I just kind of walk through the book kind of in a real life situation and kind of explain it in my own language, how I encounter Hebrews as a, you know, 47 year old woman and who has four kids, you know? Um, and so that's what they're about. And so the first book was on Hebrews. The second book is on Ephesians. It just came out a couple months ago. And it's really been exciting to have women encounter the word in really a fresh new way. I have so many women who, especially with Hebrews, came up to me and said, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea that Hebrews was so amazing because it kind of sits there in the back of your Bible and nobody really knows what it's about. <laughs> Everybody knew Ephesians. They were really excited about that one. So I just, my heart, my passion, Tricia, is to get women in the word and to get them in groups. They're called, we call them girlfriend groups where you gather with your friends. It doesn't have to be a ton of women. It could be anywhere from three to five or just two of you at Starbucks. We're just going to get together and say, hey, 
what, what did you what did you learn in Ephesians one this week? What did you learn about who God says you are, or who is God according to Ephesians two? What did He save you from? Like, and getting to really talk about Scripture with the with the women in our lives because I really feel like that's where that's where the most foundational relationships happen is when we have the Word open between us and we're doing life together. Um, so that's that's really what Girlfriend's Guide to the Bible is about: is women gathering and studying the Word and and being in community. Um, but really getting to know God in a, in, a, in a way through his word that maybe they haven't before. I love that. And I love that you talked about the girlfriend's guide that, you know, that gathering, that coming together, because I mean, the truth is this day and age, I mean, there's, it's hard to go to church on Thursday morning, go to the Bible study. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. all the, I mean, the things that people have been doing generations, um, it's just so hard. I mean, there's work, there's homeschooling, there's all these things that we have going on and it's hard to gather. And I love that we can yet, pick up a book, just read it, absorb, let God's spirit speak to us as we're reading about the Bible. And when we dig into the Bible and then we can come together and just talk. I think it doesn't have to be the same old model that we've seen over through the years that we think, well, I just can't do that. So I just can't study the Bible. This is a new Mm -hmm. fresh way. And I love that. And I love it too, because it, it helps women understand that they, you know, they can study and because you know, they, they have the spirit of God. They have the word of God. They can study and read scriptures and answer a few basic questions. Like we don't do fill in the blank. We have a few questions we'll toss out, but really, it's really amazing to get women talking just to get them started. And what is God teaching you? And what did you learn about God? Or, or what did you, what did you discover about, you know, this truth Um, and to get them talking. And it's so exciting to watch them light up with the knowledge of the truth of God's word. And then we memorize scripture and that's another amazing, great challenge. And um, it's been really, really neat to see God um, start to see these groups pop up all over the country and and see women um, really walking with each other um, while studying the word. It's, it's, and you know what, and I know that you know this, Trisha, is anytime you do that, it, it's totally a blessing. I mean, once you get your seat, you get in the chair. Once you get there, like that's usually the hardest part. You're like, I'm so glad I did this. <laughs> I'm so glad I came because that's that's where that true fruit comes from. It's such a blessing. Absolutely. You know, and I'm thinking of when I first became a Christian, I was a very young mom and mm. I would go through some days and think, I didn't even think about God all day long. <laughs> I didn't even cross. <laughs> like I loved him. I was thankful he saved me. I was thankful he brought me a Christian husband, but I really like didn't even think about him because my mind, like I wasn't used to it. Like I was just used to doing my own thing. But once I started reading the Bible and like just getting to know him and understand, then pretty soon I'm like thinking about him. Oh, this applies to this. Or, oh, maybe I shouldn't watch this show because I was yeah. just reading about the Bible. And and I think so many times if we're not used to getting into God's word, we don't even understand like the power that it can have and how it can help us. Well, I think too, and this is one of the things I was, uh, as I've read through uh, your books, and, and I love that you get very practical because I think a lot of times we we miss that part of we can like faith is practical. It mm-hmm. does it should affect what you watch and how you talk and how you raise your kids and all those things. One of the things I particularly have been blessed in Ephesians is Ephesians, as very typically Paul is the very first part of Ephesians is is what are called dwelling truths where you get to like you know, being like just truths that are things that are true of us because we're placed in Christ. And then the second part of Ephesians is all that practical stuff. It's the stuff that we talk about walking worthy and imitating God and all that big list of do's and don'ts. And we talk about the armor of God and, and, and prayer and all those things. 
but it is practical. And hopefully as you're dwelling in the word and the truth is changing your life, it shows up in your relationships. It shows up in your daily life. And I love that you give those practical applications of here's, here's some things for you to do. Here's some things for you to apply in your lives because we have to walk it out. If we don't, no one's going to even know that our lives are different. They're going to look like everybody else's. And so um, I love, love, love that um, those two messages intersect very very well, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, I mean, your title, When Grace Walks In, um, and the subtitles, Passionately Pursued, Incredibly Loved. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an active thing. Um, mm-hmm. so God, inter- interacting with God, it can be active in our lives. He can be active in our lives. And I love how you say you're not, we're not alone when we face spiritual battles and hardships, but God is there with his victory and his grace. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, don't you think that that's just a message that so many people need to hear these days? Well, one of the things um, when I got done with writing Ephesians, I I, I tell you, I wrote this and you know how books work. (laughs) We write them a year ahead of time because they have to be edited and all those things have to happen. And so I wrote this the summer after Mike had his cardiac arrest. And and I got to the end, like about 12 weeks over that summer. And I just, I was, I really clearly remember sitting in Panera because I write at Panera. Uh, where, where do you write, by the way? Uh, usually at like four o'clock in the morning on my couch. When I'm like, okay. sleep, children, keep sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Stay asleep. Okay, you're an early riser. Okay, I totally respect that. I wish I could do that. Um, but what I usually do is I write in the summer because, you know, we're a homeschooling family. So yeah. summers are a little, I don't have to be, you know, teacher mama. So I have more mental space. It's amazing. All the space that comes open in my brain in the summer. And so I usually write in the summer. And so like big projects, but I was sitting in Panera and I just, I just started weeping because what I realized when I got through Ephesians was mostly what God was doing through Ephesians was loving, pursuing my heart and, and making me like him. Like he was healing me through the pages of his word and through Ephesians. And so I got to the end of that and the Lord was like, I just want you to know, I love you. Like, I love you. And love is a huge theme in Ephesians anyway. So walk and love and all those things. Um, but I remember sitting there thinking, Lord, if, if women really got this, if they knew how deeply loved, I mean, Paul prayed they would be rooted and the Ephesians would be rooted and grounded in love. I thought if, if your daughters get this, they would never ever walk away from you. They wouldn't because you love them so much. Like, and I'm just sitting there in Panera and I'm crying. I'm like, people are staring. I'm like, it's fine. It's totally fine. You know, but I just, it was such a moment for me. So that, that passionately pursued is I think there are a lot of women. I just, I talk to a lot of women who are really hurting because of rejection, maybe in their homes and their marriages, maybe a friendship has gone South. But I think, I think all of us have those rejections and those hurts in our lives. But in, in Ephesians, I saw a God that was just continually through grace, pursuing my heart with passion and love and kindness and gentleness. And it just was so encouraging to me. Um, I just feel like that that's that sweet message of grace, that it doesn't just walk in. It just keeps walking in and keeps walking in to um, be that, ge- that grace and gentleness and kindness and mercy and, and, and influencing me to be more like Christ. Um, it doesn't just stop with salvation. It, it continues to pursue my heart. Mm, I love that so much. And, and yet you're sharing all this. I mean, all this, just realizing how much God loves you after, you know, we just talked about, you've had some really hard years <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. and I think so many people are like, why is God letting this happen to me? And we can turn mm-hmm. it around to feeling like wounded. Um, mm-hmm. But instead you're talking about the love of God and the grace of God. And so I have to, you know, kind of go back to uh, when your husband, when, you know, you found out about this, this heart 
attack or episode or whatever they call it. And I mean, you were in a dark moment. You didn't know like if he would even live. So can you go back there? How did God meet you there? Well, actually, and I'm really glad you brought this up because there was a moment that you were involved in and I, I don't, I don't even know if you remember it, but I, I can tell you the exact moment. Um, you know, we, I got the call. I, ironically, when Mike's heart stopped, I was at church. I was in a worship service. Our choir was leading worship and I got the call and I had to rush to the hospital. And when I found out how serious it was, we, we had like about 48 hours where they were doing this particular treatment on him, where they would lower his body temperature. And we just didn't know if he was, he was still with us and we really didn't know. And so in those moments before, um, I, I remember the first moment I just, um, I was at a friend's house. They, they forced me to leave the hospital, (laughs) some friends, some very dear friends. And I, I was just like laid flat out with the Lord with uh, a kid's Bible. Cause that's, I was at her house and that's all she had in her guest room and Psalms 23. And I just laid down and God very clearly said to me, um, he said, um, I'm your shepherd and I am the only thing you need is me. Hmm. Like that's it. And so for that first few hours, that's all the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. And I would just say that over and over and over again. But in those moments that happened, um, in the next few hours, a group of friends, a group of online women of which you're part of started a prayer group for me. And it was a Voxer. I don't know if any of your, your followers have Voxer, but I live on Voxer. It's a walkie talkie app. And so this group of amazing internet women, interneters, um, who I've just gotten a chance to know over the years through writing, um, started praying. And I couldn't, I couldn't like speak into the Voxer. Mm-hmm. Like y'all just left prayers and encouragements and some, and sometimes songs, like people would send me songs. And so really clearly, um, the Saturday night I was going to, I had to go in Sunday and they were going to tell me whether or not he was alive. Basically, basically they're going to tell me if he's going to live or not. And so that Saturday night, actually it's probably Sunday morning around three o'clock in the morning, <clears throat> I woke up, um, had been asleep, praise God, but I woke up and I was at my friend's house and I like stumbled out into her living room and was sitting on her couch and just surrendered everything to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I just said, I finally got to that point. I said, Lord, I don't know if you're going to, if the miracle is going to be that you're going to bring him home to us, or if the miracle is going to be getting the girls and I through this, like, I don't, I really didn't know mm-hmm. what he was going to do, but I, I, I surrendered it and I got on, this is, this is where you come in. Um, I got on that, that app and I was looking at those prayers and, um, and I liked one of the comment, one of the prayers or one of the scriptures and two people commented and it was you and winter pits. And I will never forget, like, I remember sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe these women are up praying for my family. And both of you jumped in and said, we're praying for you. We love you. We, you know, God woke us up. And I just remember that moment. And I thought, oh my gosh, just to know that, that God has stirred the hearts of other people to really just really go to their knees for my family. It was extraordinary. Um, and then we walked through that and we found out that he, there was hope. Uh, I got, I got really good news on Sunday and then God has just been very gracious. But, but I have to tell you, I had to come to that point where it was okay. Whatever God, whatever his choice was for, for our family at that time, I knew that he was going to be there. And I knew there were people that would walk with me through it. And, and even with God giving Mike back to us, which is really what I feel like he did, mm-hmm. Um, we still have had people walk with us through that. And so, but you know, sometimes you have to just open your hands and you have to surrender. And I I have to surrender even today, surrender the things that I'm struggling with today. It may not be standing in an ICU um, 
room, but they're no less hard. You know, um, I still, even with what I've walked, it would be shocking that I still have to surrender things like, you know, paying the bills or my children's behavior or, you know, all these things that you think, gosh, all that I've gone through, this should be a small thing. But, you know, when you're in the moment, whether it's life and death or if it's, you know, finances or family issues, it's all big in the moment. Um, and so I'm just, I'm still learning. I'm, I'm still a work in progress, but, but I have seen God be very faithful in some really hard things. Yeah. I just love that so much. And I, I do remember like being woken up, like, okay, keep praying. Like just, you know, it doesn't matter. We're across the miles. Like our prayers go to God and they go to his ears Absolutely. and we can you pray for people. And it really makes a difference in our hearts. Like, you know, I just remember I was changed seeing what God did with your husband. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's so much how God, when we, he brings us together as believers, when we're supporting each other up, it's for the body, it's for the unity, it's for all of yeah. us. Um, and yeah. what a joy to just be able. And from that group um, that started praying for you guys, we continue and we continue to lift yeah. each other up and continue to prayer. So it just brought this unity of women together, which I think has been so amazing that we continue to pray from this really hard event I mean, home, so many prayers have gone up. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's really, it is really neat as the, as the body of Christ that, that we're not, you know, God's, you know, we know that God's word isn't bound. The prayers of the saints aren't bound. And so it, it really does bring us together in that it's almost like a little, it's almost like a little chapel. <laughs> you know, We get to kind of come together and lift each other up and, and God has been very faithful there. There's some praying women in that group. And so I'm just so grateful. Like I just, I, I don't know that I'll ever know the number of people that have prayed for my family, um, but it, it is such a gift to someday we'll all be able to go, wow, wasn't that amazing? We'll just be able to sit in heaven with Jesus and we'll be like, that was so cool <laughs> when you did that thing, Jesus. And he's like, oh, I know I saw you all pray. You know? So I love that so much. And yeah. I think I just want to end it with, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about big things and small things, how God cares about them all. What encouragement would you ha- just have, like, just as an ending note to someone out there? And maybe it is a small thing, but it's still heavy on their heart. What encouragement mm-hmm. would you have for that person? You know, here, here's the thing that I that I have found that is just really the the longer I walk with the Lord. Um, the more I need his word. And if I could, if I could encourage a woman just to start with five minutes, like I know every woman is crazy busy. We're all just stressed, overwhelmed, underpaid, you know, too many kids, too much, the boss, whatever, whatever pressures you have on your life. But I remember being challenged years ago with five minutes and I I said, okay, Lord, I, I can set my alarm five minutes early. Five minutes isn't going to change my life and to of sleep, but five minutes in the Word, the living, active, sharp Word of God, can really be an encouragement for your heart. And what happens when you get in that five minutes? You go, "Ooh, I could do 15. Mm-hmm. and then you do fifteen, and then suddenly you're sitting with the Lord for an hour, and you're 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 pouring over the Word. The time I have spent in the Word of God has been the most life changing for me. And so, my encouragement to any woman out there is: start with five minutes. And, and whenever you can take more time than that, it doesn't have to be quiet. You don't have to be like playing praise music or, you know, whatever. If you, if that encourages you do it, but it can be five minutes, you know, in the morning or five minutes, get to work five minutes early, or maybe five minutes while your kids are napping, whatever that, wherever you can carve that out um, to spend in the word. And then when you, if you get a chance, maybe do a longer period at some time during the week, but 
it'll change your life. It will absolutely make a difference in how you see the world and how you interact with your, with your shepherd and how you, how it changes your relationships and your family and your friendships. Um, so that would be the encouragement I would have for any, any girlfriend that I would have coffee with. Yeah. Um, oh, which I love to do. <laughs> yes, I know. So thank you so much for being here. And I just love, I mean, I just love you so much and I just love your heart and I just love your passion for God. And I know it just lifts me up. So I know my listeners are lifted up too. Well, thank you, Trisha. You've been such a gift to me and I will always treasure our friendship. Oh, me too. And for those who want to find out more about your girlfriend guides and your other books, um, where can they find more information? Probably the, the quickest way to find all the things is at stacythacker.com. That's S-T-A-C-E-Y-T-H-A-C-K-E-R.com. You can find me on Instagram. I, ha- I spend more time there probably than anywhere, but I'm on, on Facebook as well. And um, But stacythacker.com gets you to all the places. Awesome. Well, thank you, Stacy, so much for being here. And thank you for all that you're doing for God. Well, it's great to be with you today, Tricia. Thanks so much. Okay, friends, don't you just love my friend Stacy? I am just so thankful for her. I'm so thankful just for her vulnerability and her being willing to just open her heart and share the hard stuff, the good stuff, and her hopes for just bringing the word of God to women. I encourage you to check out her books. I know you will not be disappointed. I am so thankful for her. Again, check her out online and learn more about her at Stacy Thacker. Now, friend, I am so thankful for you being here today. I'm so thankful that you are my friend, and I'm so thankful that we can connect here on this podcast space. Now, if you are encouraged by this podcast, I just would love if you would share it with a friend and that you will um, just, just know that this is a safe place, too, that they can come, they can hear amazing people and then they could also be encouraged and even prayed for. Now today's walk it out verse is Psalm 51 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And when I think of Stacy, I think of her willing spirit and I think of how you have sustained her and also just how she is just reflects the joy of salvation and she wants other women to just fall in love with Jesus as she is so that is our walk it out verse and I just want to take a moment to pray for you dear God I just thank you so much for my friends out there and I just pray that uh, my friend will just discover you in new ways than they ever have before, Lord. I pray, um, as Stacy shared, that just the transformation that can take place when we turn to God, even in the really, really hard stuff. And I'm thankful, God, that you are always there to sustain us. And we just praise you in your name we pray. Amen. Well, friend, um, I'm so thankful that you're here, and I'm thankful that you um, are willing to tune in, to listen, to share, and to connect with me. If you ever have anything you want to share with me, you can always reach me at hello at trishagoyer.com. And again, this podcast is sponsored by my publisher, David C. Cook. Now, David C. Cook Publishers is a publisher that supports missions around the world. So if you want to be involved with that, first of all, check out their amazing books. And second of all, share the word, get the word out about them and all that they're doing to spread the gospel of Christ around the world. Well, thank you, friend, for tuning in to Walk It Out. I pray that you were encouraged.
I found it.